Hi, I'm Angela. I'm the co-founder of the London App Brewery, and I'm listening to the App Guy podcast. The App Guy podcast, straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy, sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. And now, Paul, the App Guy. This is episode 471 of the App Guy podcast. It's a great, great episode with uh, a founder who takes prototypes from an idea to the actual full design and minimum viable product within five days. He talks about the importance of getting out there, testing, iterating, getting feedback and doing that within five days. Now, I've had episodes where we've talked to founders that have taken years. In fact, I remember an episode where the founder took seven years to get the idea to market. So can you imagine the importance of going to market within five days and just getting feedback and figuring out whether the idea is worth pursuing or not. And so great episode. We also talk about the importance of giving back uh, and uh, give first, ask later, and some online resources where you can expand your network. But before I start the show, let me just first of all thank the sponsors who make this show possible. Uh, First is TopTal, toptal.com forward slash pool, lowercase. These guys are the best when it comes to developers and designers. They have a very thorough, rigorous process uh, to become part of their top town network. The the process, in fact, um, ensures that around about 3% of uh, applicants uh, only make it through. So their network is uh, incredibly uh, a high bar, but that means that you work with the best quality people that you can possibly imagine in the world of developing and designing. So I will go into more detail in the middle of this podcast. I really uh, hope that you can stay tuned to hear more. But for now, go to toptal.com forward slash Paul. That's toptal.com forward slash Paul for an up to two week trial with a developer or designer of your choosing from their network. So thank you, Toptal, for sponsoring the show. And second is a gummy cube, G-U-M-M-I-C-U-B-E, gummycube.com. They are dedicated to helping your mobile app find its audience. Uh, They are fans of big data analytics uh, from the App Store and Gummy Cube can help your app flourish in the App Store. So to find out about App Store optimization from Gummy Cube and the big data that they pull from the App Store, go to gummycube.com, G-U-M-M-I-C-U-B-E, gummycube.com. And thank you to Gummy Cube for continuing to support the show. So let's get into the episode with Jay Malone, CEO of New Haircut. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I am your host. It's Paul Kemp. This is the show where we talk to uh, creators, founders, CEOs uh, around the world. And it helps us as makers, as creators, as entrepreneurs, as startup founders, because then we get to learn the cool things that people are offering to help us in our journeys. And I've got a founder and CEO uh, to chat with today. Very, very interesting proposition. I've known this guy for some time now, and uh, he is uh, the CEO and founder of uh, New Haircut. So go to newhaircut.com, pause the podcast, have a quick check out of the uh, site, because then you can come back more informed. Uh, it's Jay Malone. He is the CEO of New Haircut. Welcome to the App Guy podcast, Jay. Hey, Paul. How are you? Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on and spending your time with us. Uh, so... Jay, this, uh, I love the service. Maybe in a nutshell, could you tell us what you're doing at New Haircut and, that, and how it's different? Sure. So we're a software design and development firm. 
how we're different is that we use five-day design sprints to help companies define solutions to things that they've otherwise been spending tens of thousands of dollars in months or years trying to define. Right. <laughs> I love it already. So uh, let's try and figure out how we can help people then uh, uh, and figure out w whether they're right for your service. So uh, are you talking about what large companies or uh, startups or I mean, what, what's kind of your average uh, client size? So it, it's all over the place. It really ranges. We've worked with companies that are two person startups with an idea. We've worked with thousand person medical device companies that are approaching 50 year anniversaries and trying to incubate new products within their kind of aging company. Jay, I've had a lot, a lot of episodes in the past where you've speak, spoken to founders and they've had a great idea and maybe their first idea failed and they put hundreds of thousands of dollars investment into the app and uh, then they release it and don't get good feedback and it's just not a great idea when it hits the market. Are you saying then that the alternative to going all in is to go through your process and uh, and actually get feedback before you start? Yeah, and I'm living proof. I mean, the reason I started New Haircut was that I had I I worked at Accenture for years, and I I would write 80 page spec documents and hire vendors and just be bummed at the you know the finished product. And then on top of it, I went and built my own startup. Uh, in 2009, and I put $50,000 into it, and I built something that no one really cared about, you know, and I was really passionate about it at the time. And now I look at how we build these things for the clients that we work for, and I mean, you're talking five days, and we've built them a prototype that's been tested with five to ten customers, and you've got feedback instantly on how you should move forward. Sometimes you've invalidated your idea, but you've done it in five days instead of five months or five years or the alternative, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm quite closely connected with Accenture because my wife still works there. Uh, I keep telling her to leave, but she doesn't hey, listen to me. I'm sorry about that. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, we've actually had, uh, I don't know if you know, Nari Singh on the show. He's the guy that's behind the uh, Talking Tom app. Okay. Uh, he's the head of uh, di digital at Accenture. But uh, you're right. Uh, I mean, I did get an insight into uh, the way larger companies um uh, put forward uh, projects and, and uh, uh, it's huge amounts of investment, a lot of excitement, um, but with uh, zero feedback. And um, uh, uh, maybe uh, let's talk about your $50,000 idea then, because I'm sure that someone listening to this is, is actually now kind of um, cringing because they've got this app. They're just about to hit the app store uh, and they've, they've got zero feedback. Uh, when, when did you know that um, you, you, you kind of did the wrong thing and you, you needed this alternative approach? Well, the important point in the timeline was after I already spent the money, which is, which is unfortunate. But I think, you know, once, once the thing was out there and I spent months trying to put more money into it, maybe this feature will help me, maybe this kind of customer, or maybe I should, you know, write content about it in this channel. Uh, so I did the work, you know, I didn't just build it and, and it didn't work overnight and I gave up. I, I really put the work in and I spent months on it. And, you know, some of the things that I realized after all that time and money were just some small things that the market could have told me in within a few hours of, of building things and putting it in front of customers. And I just, you know, like many founders that I work with, uh, and, and if you're one of them, you're not alone. Every 
a lot of founders just say, I know my customer. I know my market. I am, I'm building this for myself. I've been living this for years. I know what, you know, I know what the market demands. I'm ready to move forward. Let's just get started and, and build this thing. And I think that the scary part for them is the old adage of measure, measure twice, cut once. It's an investment up front to, to run, you know, these design sprints that we do. You're putting, you're putting time and money into it way up front. And it's scary instead of the, the, the low hanging fruit, which is to just incrementally start to build things. And, you know, you spend a thousand dollars here, a thousand dollars there. And before you know it, you've, you've eclipsed what you might've spent just doing that initial research up front. So I think it's the scary part, you know, that you're going to put money into something that you're not sure of, but in the end you wind up putting like me, you wind up putting $50,000 worth and, and you lose a year's worth of your life building the wrong thing. Well, well, I did the same. So we're in, a, in the same boat. And, uh, you know, actually, uh, one of the uh, challenges I had is that I left a corporate environment like you and I uh, jumped into the startup scene, started my own company. Uh, and I wanted to do all the fun stuff. And, and the fun stuff was not kind of reaching out to customers, getting feedback. It was actually building stuff that you thought was uh, you know, going to um, be profitable and ultimately, do you feel like that's a mistake? A lot of people sort of switching from, you know, a nice salaried position to uh, kind of having to make it on their own, that, that it, they've they've gone from a comfortable environment and now they just, you know, almost like rushing into all the cool stuff, the, the fun stuff to do. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, of course, you know, some of the most exciting things that we do are we've had people cry when we've de designed a logo for them or you know created that marketing website for them or their first screen of their app or something like that you know that's that's an emotional thing because now you've you your vision that you might have been you know sleeping and losing sleep over and thinking about for years while sitting in a cube somewhere it's come to life and it's real so that you know that is exciting and, and there's it's not to dismiss that um, but I think the more exciting thing that we've discovered is that when we run these design sprints, uh, we're just running one now in Manhattan, and we had we had three founders fly in, from, one from Montreal, one from Dubai, and one from London. And you know they, these guys work together; they've they've been collaborating over this idea for over a year, and they've been building it. And there was nothing; there was no there was no momentum. Investors were starting to ask a lot of hard questions. Is this the right thing to do? And we got these guys in a room and we started asking them the questions that needed to be asked and, and then started, you know, quickly sketching up what these things look like. What problems are they solving for? What would a solution look like? And I mean, these guys went, I, they were screaming at each other. They were laughing. They, you know, they, they had to stop and drink a couple beers. It, it's, it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. It's, 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 it's this really intense environment where, you know, it's no holds bar. You just got to get everything out on the table because of this condensed timeline that you're working in. And that, that kind of levels the playing field. And people just, you know, they, they put everything out there and they say, here's what we're trying to solve for. We need your help. How can we, how can we achieve that? So it is a lot of fun. But I understand that, you know, the, the design stuff and sort of the eye candy is, is, tends to what get guys like at least you and I excited about you know finished product well actually i'm sure your process is a lot of fun uh, i mean 
Uh, we've had a lot of uh, founders on this show that have gone through like a hackathon, for instance, and they've actually, um, I've recently spoke to someone who made um, $100,000 roughly on uh, from a from a project that was a fr- from a hackathon. Uh, and in a way, uh, is it be- I guess it's beneficial to force yourself to have a very, very limited time frame. You, I guess you're talking five days. And uh, then it it's almost, um, I guess, that, what, what would be the, the benefits, but then also the dangers of having such a short time span to almost validate, um, you know, maybe that year long uh, idea? Sure. So, um, you know, you it can backfire if you're if you go in there with a loose agenda and you just kind of follow a loosey goosey approach to saying like, you know, let's let's prototype something and let's get a few people in the room. Right. This is a this is a framework that we borrowed from Google Ventures. Uh, So so Jake Knapp and some of the design partners there who incubated it inside Google to build things like Hangouts and Gmail. And they spent years refining, refining. Should it be two weeks? Should it be one month? Should you have seven people? Should you have four people? What should those people be doing specifically in the room every day, every minute, right? How should they be spending their time versus not spending their time? So this is a process, you know, that they, that these guys packaged into a book. It's called Sprint. You can buy it on Amazon and Audible. And it's just, it's a framework that you can work within. There's all these you know, methodologies of lean and agile and all these things that people think they can understand. But in the end, no one ever gave you a cookbook to say like, follow these steps to build your prototype and get the customer feedback that you need. And these guys were smart enough and had enough exposure inside a great company like Google to really package something great. And it's been awesome. And we had a ch- we've had a chance to work with their design partners now there's an opportunity for us to potentially have a relationship with the Google Venture team and the companies that they invest in. It's just, there's a lot of really exciting things happening. And I think founders are in a really good position if they learn a little bit about a sprint and just, you know, try to run one themselves or reach out to people that have run some and and get some of that expertise. I love this, Jay. You know what I've just learned from you as well, which is a an absolutely fascinating uh, golden nugget that you've just given us is take a book that we're really passionate about, a business book, and that we really believe in the principles that they're, um, you know, actually uh, promoting, and then build a business around uh, their suggestions. And and that's what you've done then, I guess, with Sprint, is that you've taken the principles, but you've put it around the business and and offering that. I mean, that's genius. Right. And it's been helpful because uh, like I mentioned, I, I can't tell you how long internally at New Haircut, you know, we have people that have been in tech for close to 20 years. And guys like me that came out of Accenture, that was, you know, we almost defined the term waterfall. As we moved toward Agile and Lean, we understood it, but we still didn't understand, like, but how does it work? You know, in the end, what are the end deliverables? What are you, what is an MVP and how do you get to that thing? And that's what, once my partner is, is the guy that leads our, our design sprints for our clients, once he read the book and kind of started, you know, reading some of the stuff that Google Ventures put out there, and then we ran our own sprint on a couple products internally, we just said like, wow, this has kind of been the missing piece in our process. You know, we're a six-year-old company now, and we've been building a lot of things for so many years, but this has been the missing piece. You know, we used to wireframe and storyboard and do everything we could to iterate quickly and get things out there cheaply, fastly. 
but, but this was the first time that we had a process in front of us that we could follow. And when we exposed it to our clients, they were just as excited as, as we were. So we knew we were onto something. So I hope you're enjoying this episode with Jay Malone. Let me just take this opportunity to thank our sponsors. These are the guys that help keep the show free. So I do encourage you to listen to these two announcements. First, let me thank TopTal. TopTal are a network of the best developers and designers. In fact, it's really interesting because if you look at the website, toptal.com forward slash Paul, or if you've heard uh, about TopTal on the different podcasts, you're going to pick out uh, a couple of major themes. One of the themes is simply the caliber of the individuals who are part of the network. And, and really, that's who TopTal is. It's the caliber of the individuals within their network. That's how they see themselves. They see themselves as a community of very high caliber individuals, all who have been pre-vetted and these guys have made it through a very rigorous process indeed to become part of the top town network in fact it's about uh, the top three percent that only make it through to their network and this theme usually shows through pretty much in everybody's understanding so when you think about top town think about the top three percent of individuals that make it through their assessment um, the other theme and perhaps more importantly it is that the hands-on process of working with TopTal. They really help you connect with the right individuals. Very, very much a hands-on process. And they talk about a white glove process. And what this really means is that there's a senior lead developer or a designer who's working with each of their clients to understand what their needs are and then to find the best people from their network for the particular project that you have. And so it's not always just enough to have a great developer or a great designer. Uh, who has the right skills or experience or even the availability uh, you have to have a great developer who has the right skills the right experience and is available for the project that you've got uh, so have a look at uh, all of those uh, individuals on TopTal the best way to find out more about them is to go to toptal.com forward slash pool uh, all lowercase toptal.com forward slash pool or I can introduce you via email to my insider, my uh, guy that uh, is a, a big fan of the show. And so do email me, paul at theappguy.co, and I'll make sure that I email introduce you. Uh, that's uh, toptal.com forward slash Paul. You will get a, an up to two week uh, trial. And thank you so much to TopTal uh, for bringing your awesome network to this podcast. Next is to thank GummyCube. GummyCube.com, they are everything you need about app store optimization. So you increase downloads by finding your audience. And to find your audience, which is mostly on the app store, is to do app store optimization. And it's become now the standard for mobile app marketing. So at GummyCube, they've pioneered the science behind app store optimization and mobile app marketing. Thousands of their partners have experienced the difference that GummyCube can make to app store analytics and the services that they provide through delivering organic downloads and traffic. That's right, organic downloads and traffic. Uh, these are great downloads uh, through App Store optimization. Uh, please, do, you know, like ignore the the types of schemes that get you a download and then the person deletes the app pretty much straight away. What you're looking for is organic downloads and to seek those, it's best to go through the App Store where most people are finding your app, reading your 
uh, review your description and looking at your screenshot and then ultimately deciding to download you. These are genuine organic downloads and they're all increased through App Store optimization. So to get the best in the industry, you go to gummycube.com, G-U-M-M-I, cube, C-U-B-E.com, gummycube.com. If you do speak to them, do say you've come through the App Guide podcast and I'm sure they'll, they'll look after you. That's gummycube.com and thank you very much to Gummycube for being such a long-standing supporter of this show. Now let's return to the episode with Jay Malone. Well, Jay, let's switch gears slightly because uh, you have a wonderful history. You know, the fact that you've been on both sides of the fence. You've been there getting a nice, comfortable living uh, from a great company like Accenture. Uh, and you haven't had to worry about your salary every month. <laughs> and then you've made the switch. You've lost a bit of money at the start. And, and then you built a business over time. And I'm sure you've had lots of ups and downs. This show is to get to the real truth, the genuine feeling of, is it worth uh, moving out of corporate and, and doing your own thing? And I would love to know from you, uh, like, you, you know, uh, I guess your journey, has it been worth it? Would you recommend it to the people listening uh, if they're sort of still in a corporate job? Uh, I think if you're listening to this, it's worth it. You know, if there's, if there's a, a small piece in you that wants to build something could be an app could be a business could be running a car wash if there's something in you that's led you to your great podcast here i think that's something you have to explore because if not it's always going to be this thing you know that did did you try did you, you know there's all these expressions about trying and failing versus never trying at all i think if like for a guy like me both my parents were business owners so it was kind of inbred in me and I knew, you know, I got fired twice. So my journey to, to become an entrepreneur and a business owner was sort of, sort of I, I call it easy because someone else took the ground out from under me a couple times. And on the second time of getting fired, I just said, I guess I'm kind of unemployable at this point. You know, like I, <laughs> I know what I want. I know what I want. And my bosses and peers are not helping me get there. And I'm burning relationships because I'm, I'm not happy doing, you know, working inside a company. I, I want to, I have this vision. I want to, I want to do something. And I didn't start with the agency. I started with building my own things. And then I, as I developed a relationship with the companies that I was working with that built those things, I said, wow, this is, this is really something. This, this team is impressive. Maybe we can build things for other people. And that turned into New York, to a uh, new haircut. So to answer your question, if you've got like uh, the, the smallest spark, I think you should explore. Uh, and I love the fact that you've already, you know, learned a massive lesson uh, over the first year. Uh, and you, you know, the fact that you, you lost that $50,000, but you then it, it kind of almost um, put you on the path of where you are now. Well, if you were to, to give us one other big lesson you learned in helping with the transition, uh, and anyone else think you know like who's listening who's actually now tempted um what would that lesson be to, to people what would you say is the best thing you can give advice on the tr making a transition from corporate to startup um it's always about so two things one is about developing relationships because there's a million others or more that have done it before you and they're there for you if you just ask so listening to this podcast, reading, reading a book, 
you know, um, going to events, meeting with others. When I was still working inside my last job, which was off Wall Street, it was soul-wrenching. It was the last place on earth I wanted to be. Um, and I just started going to this event called Ultralight Startups. It's no longer in existence. It was run by this great guy, a friend of mine called Graham, uh, named Graham Lawler. And it was just, he started it in the basement of, uh, of NYU. And it was, you know, two, three people would show up. And by the time I found it, there were 30 or 40 people. By the time he ended it, there were 250 to 300 people with a waiting list of 500. And it was just all these people that were excited to build things. And it, it's kind of like going to AA or, or, or something a little bit maybe more, <laughs> more positive and inspiring. But it was just like all these people that were excited to, to, to venture out and build their own things and, and pitch it in front of strangers and have the courage to do that. So finding, that, finding those groups um, is one. And then you know, give first, ask, ask later. Um, I was just in an event with Gary Vaynerchuk and that's like his MO, you know, give, 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 give. And then, you know, know that you have the right to ask and then it's your choice if you actually do ask. But I think giving and not expecting to receive is an important thing. And that's a hard lesson as an entrepreneur when you don't have that cushy salary to back you up. Absolutely, Jay. Uh, so, I guess the, finally, then um, you know you are at the cutting edge of launches, and a lot I've done a lot of launches over the years, and uh, you know you're uh, you're you're launching, you're getting feedback. Uh, one of the biggest challenges is actually getting feedback and finding customers to test. Uh, have you got any tips for us on on where you go to find those people willing to devote some time to testing the thing that you're producing? Yeah, so. Uh... Um, I'll cheat and use one example from the sprint book. Um, they'll run Craigslist ads, you know, and offer hundred dollar Amazon gift cards. You know, that's a way that you can vet pre vet them. So you can just kind of in the ad run a couple qualifiers to make sure you're getting the right people. Um, there are, I mean, on LinkedIn groups, there are communities on slack as you know now i've seen you started a really really great uh slack channel so that's that's awesome <laughs> thanks for the plug yeah sure i mean there are groups of of slack people that have you know tons of your customers just just waiting um there's meetups you know like so when when we personally need people i'm an active member of new york tech meetup where there's fifty thousand people and anytime i need customer types, I kind of just reach out to the, to the community there and say, we're looking for people. I just did it for, we needed K through 12 teachers for a, an education platform we're building. Um, but I, I mean, here's a, a quick story. We were doing uh, some early research for a company based in Dubai that needed to get in touch with um, moms that handled the grocery store, the grocery shopping in the household. And just by law there, as a man, I wasn't allowed to reach out to these women. I needed to get you know, consent from their husbands. So we had to go out and find young women in the communities that could actually interface with these women and get them to kind of liaise back and forth. So if I can find women that fit this demographic, you can probably find your, your customers somewhere out there. Yeah, I actually love Dubai. I've spent quite a lot of time over there, um, had residency over there doing this podcast. For, in fact, if anyone wants to go and listen to the first um, uh, 20 episodes, I think they're from a depart uh, an apartment in Dubai. And, uh, <laughs> That's great. Uh, I you know, the funny thing was <laughs> I, I applied for residency and 
uh, my wife only had one choice, one thing to tick, which was housewife. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that sounds right. happy. But yeah, um, yeah it, it's a lovely place. So, uh, Jay, a lot of the uh, links to you and to New Haircut will be on the show notes. It's episode 471. And so for those apps to try listening, it's just go to theappguy.co, search for Jay Malone, episode 471, you'll get links. But in the meantime, how can people best connect with you and get in touch? Uh, newhaircut.com, you know, give a call. I'm the first guy that typically answers the phone that comes in through the website. Otherwise, I'm, I'm on Twitter and LinkedIn all the time. So I'm constantly networking. And if you're in New York, New Jersey, I'm, I'm happy to meet with you, of, of course, to grab a coffee or a beer. Wonderful. Uh, that's great. Uh, you know, actually, I think you're one of the first guests out of 471 episodes to suggest uh, just hooking up for a coffee. <laughs> so. There you go. Why not? And, you know, it's so funny. Everyone's so used to just connecting over social media and email and all that. Yeah. We forget that uh, there's a real world out there. There is. Absolutely. It's been a, a lot of fun going through your journey, Jay. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm a big fan of uh, now the uh, process that you're promoting. So uh, all the best with the future of New Haircut and uh, let us know, you know uh, how, how we can continuously help each other out. That's great. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for having Bye me. Bye for now. So thank you for listening to this episode. I do have three challenges right now, which I thought I'd share with you and you may be able to help me. Uh, the first challenge is that I am looking for app founders who have recently funded, who have gone through a seed round uh, or a good raise. And I'd love to dissect their story and understand uh, how they've gone through and funded. So if you do know any awesome founders who'd be good for this show, uh, please do introduce me. Uh, you can go to paul at theappguy.co. I'll send you a short bio and you can email introduce me to those founders, those CEOs. Uh, the second challenge I have is that I am working in conjunction with uh, an LA creative agency and offering in the wild user testing and it's a, a, a fairly thorough uh, review process and uh, i'm really excited about uh, having the chance to uh, to offer this and so if you are interested let me know and i can email you some details uh, that is in the wild testing where the users are recorded by video and you get some really good feedback from the app it's really for brands uh, who have uh, an essential app that cannot possibly be buggy or crash uh, because they would get a lot of bad attention. So that's in the wild testing, a very thorough uh, process and it is uh, uh, around about $20,000. So it is a very expensive um, process and probably more suited for uh, the longest startups that have got more money or the uh, bigger brands. And finally, uh, I do work in conjunction with uh, a wonderful entrepreneur and he's offering uh, this, uh, in, in conjunction with me, uh, this service where you can become an author and have a professionally published book uh, about a topic that you've chosen. And it's a, it's a wonderful uh, service because uh, you can imagine the uh, benefits of having a book, going to a meeting and then uh, being hired because you're literally the guy that wrote the book. You know, you're the person, the entrepreneur who actually became the author on that subject that you're pitching. So uh, to become a professionally published author is great. None of us have any time. So why not just take a series of 12 one hour interviews and have the book published for you? Great service. Let me know if you're interested and I can point you in the right direction. 
for how to uh, get that. So thanks very much to to uh, everyone who has helped in the production of the show, and I look forward to getting another episode out with you shortly. Bye for now. <laughs>